Hello world, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Three Moons. They make beautiful home decor, including candles and wall hangings, and the amount of detail that's in them is exquisite. The, the, the time, the patience that it would take to make one of these, anything that they have. Speaking of the candles, I've, I've, I've said it before, I have them burning all the time in my house, in the studio, Wherever I go, there's there's usually something that's uh, scent related from from Three Moons. They're incredible. Do yourself a favor, get onto Three Moons on Facebook. Uh, that's numeral Three Moons. Um, also on on Instagram and check out the Spotify store. Anyway, on today's episode of the podcast, I have a chin wag with the guys from Rare Squid creative uh josh wilson he's the guy that i originally was meant to meet up with to talk about cryptocurrency um but his business partner patty long was an unexpected but very welcome guest um so yeah i had chinwag with the both of them and it was it was really good i really enjoyed myself um i learned a lot from josh about cryptocurrency that's for sure and I'm definitely going to be back. I'm going to I'm going to talk to to uh, to Patty again. Um, he's got some some pretty wicked stories from from what I can gather, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. All right, all right. Thanks for being on the show. No worries. No worries. Awesome to be on it. So uh, yeah, I'll get you to introduce yourselves. Where you are, what you do, all of it. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, so me as an individual, uh, Joshua Wilson, uh, I have no idea how to explain what I do. Uh, I guess I've been into photography for as long as I can remember, um, and uh, Photoshop is also another huge thing I'm into, uh, and uh, I guess another thing we're going to talk about is cryptocurrency and uh, what is going on in that ridiculous space, and uh investment and practicality and everything around cryptocurrency what's what's going on in that universe one of the uh one of the regrets i have with crypto cryptocurrency but uh, we will get there in in surely sure. <laughs> yeah. it sounds like you got a story man oh yeah <laughs> all right i'm patty long i am the other half of uh rare squid creative the business that josh and i put together and I just recently finished my honours in visual art, and I am within that. I did a uh, like a basic Photoshop kind of thing, and I just went nuts with it. I, I loved it. Um, I'd never worked in a kind of digital medium like that before. Love Photoshop. Yeah, man. I mean, I just love the... Uh, and I'm sure I'll find, like, other... Oh, am I fucking peeking out there? Sorry about that. A little bit. You're right. Uh, yeah, like, um, I think I just loved the idea of working in a digital medium um, more than anything. And I'd never really tried that before. I got my first... Um, you can see behind me there, my first uh, graphics tablet. And I'm loving it, man. Like, I'm used to... It's this this one on the right, the Huion. Yeah, Roger. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's me, I guess. Like uh, art student, um, yeah, just uh, did that. Had a lot of crazy projects. Couldn't do 
like I, I always collaborate with people. That's a that's a big thing. I always reach out to people who fill out skill sets that I don't have, and that's how I came to meet Josh. It's a good way to be. Yeah, I just needed someone to. F- I had this film project in mind, and uh, I just was asking around. Does anyone know someone that's good at film stuff? And and uh, a mutual friend suggested Josh, and then he and I have been working on projects ever since. It was just like boom, straight away, and now we've got a business together. Easy. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. That's a really good story. Plenty of stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that you've bought this up, what's you what does you what you call it? Your graphics tablet? It's a graphics tablet. Yeah, so I think it's actually it's got another name. It's like a, a pen Oh, what do they call it? Pen interface or something like that. Like so, you draw. So you can draw on, on the screen, yeah. So the whole thing folds down right to the table, and you can move it any way. And it's got this kind of matte screen that feels like paper, and it's incredible. I'm only just getting used to it, but like, it's great. I'll give you a go after this. I can't draw for shit, but sure. <laughs> we don't have our computers here yet. So this is the other thing. we just moved into this space two days ago. Yeah, cool. And the most important thing was this bar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of crazy space in here. It's a nice looking bar. Thank you. Yeah. It's a very nice looking Mad bar. Man, kind of. Is it yeah. stocked up? Uh, not currently. No, it's only stocked up with glasses. But we will. We'll this is something you're going to have to work on. Absolutely. For sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's sure. high on the agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a go at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. That's and like, cool. The pen sensitivity, it's like working with a paintbrush, you know. Like, it's, it, I don't know any of this. So, do you have an actual pen? Yeah. Yeah, it came with two pens, and they're, like, they're really good. It, you replace the nibs. Right. So, it doesn't, like, on paper, it doesn't do anything. No, no. But it's got a pressurized tip. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and it can feel how hard you're pressing on the on the thing. It's super accurate, man. Like you can like depending on your brush size, I think it was like eight thousand degrees of of like size differentiation. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Really cool. Um we'll have to get you back in when we've got the computer and you can have a go, man. Hell yeah. yeah. I can't draw for shit, but yeah, that'd, that'd, that'd be cool. Like it, it's it, yeah, it's pretty forgiving. That'd be real cool. Yeah. Sorry, sort of hijacked it there for a little bit. That's all good. Let's get back to cryptocurrency. Oh, yep. What do you want to know? <laughs> I'll start with my story. Four years ago, uh-huh. cryptocurrency trading at $6,000 or something around that yep. price. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to my rig manager. I was a Derekman at the time. I was t- talking to my rig manager and he put me onto Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking good and procrastinated the shit out of it and didn't yep. do anything and then watched it get to 12 grand and then <laughs> 21,000 at one stage. And I have no, I, I gave up. I was too depressed. I couldn't look at it. Um, but from what I understand, it's not really meant for investment. It depends what kind of investment you're looking for. So... Yeah, it's there was that time, I think it was late 2017, where it just went ridiculous. And uh, there was a huge pump and dump essentially over a couple of months. So uh, I'm pretty sure it was late 2017, where the increase in the entire capital of cryptocurrency was just increasing by billions of dollars a day. And people were just pushing money and money and money into it. And Bitcoin was going up 
you know, hundreds of percentages over weeks. And uh, then it all, everyone realized that there's sort of a limit to how fast cryptocurrency can have an injection of that much capital. So it then dumped and fell back to pretty average prices. And since then, it hasn't done very much. Uh, it's just sort of fluctuated, slowly risen up a little bit, but hasn't had that ridiculous explosion where people were making, uh, you know, enough money to buy houses with relatively small investments. If yeah, well, speaking relatively small investments, uh, 10 years ago, Bitcoin, it's the only one I know. Yep. <laughs> um, so Bitcoin was trading at like yeah. 10 cents. Yeah. Yeah. Less. Yeah, and it was one of those things where only the nerdiest of all nerds knew about it. Well, I didn't. I didn't know about it until, like I said, yeah, four years ago. Yeah, it was a very underground thing, and no one really knew it was worth anything until it started to become worth something. So, so how is it worth anything? <laughs> I know our federal federal dollars aren't worth fucking right. jack shit, but I mean, yeah. So I have to be really careful with my words here because I get this wrong when I'm explaining it all the time. Essentially, the way it works is it is worth something because there is an, a, a limit to how many can ever exist. Right. So with fiat currency, Australian dollars, yen, USD, they just print more. Yes. With Bitcoin, it's set. There will only ever be, I believe it's uh, uh, currently there are 16 or 17 million Bitcoin and that will cap out at something like 18 million once everything's been mined. I think it's around that number. And million or billion? Million. Million. Right. And uh, yeah, so no more can be printed. There can be more Bitcoin that are mined up until, I don't know, uh, there, there's a limit on the amount of years it can be mined for until it's all just mined out. Mined but, from where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mined from transactions. So people who uh, add... I wouldn't say add, that's probably the wrong word, but people who mine, what they're doing are processing the transaction blocks. So back in the day, if you had like a GPU in your PC, you could have a fairly decent chance of earning pretty decent amount of Bitcoin just through mining. Now, because it became so popular, uh, there are um, essentially, I guess, chip makers who designed extremely specific chips called ASIC chips, which are application-specific chips, to mine uh, Bitcoin incredibly efficiently. Uh, and they are designed to do that one thing, and they do it incredibly well. And millionaires started to buy tens of thousands of these machines and you know, create underground warehouses where they just put all these miners and so now there's really no chance of the average person mining bitcoin but at the end of the day all you're doing is uh, a miner is just processing the blockchain and authenticating transactions and it gets super complicated um even though i'm really into it i still don't truly understand what it's doing um, but essentially it is you're generating cryptographic hashes to confirm transactions. Well, don't feel bad about not knowing exactly what it's doing. I mean, <laughs> everyone deals with cash, Australian dollars, every single day, and right. no one knows how money works. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's one of the big things of 
cryptocurrency becoming more popular is the easier it is to use and the less you have to know about it, the more people will get on board. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Exactly, yeah. Then you have the addition of less technically savvy people. My partner's uh, dad, who is a farmer, he's never. I, I've never heard him talk about any kind of technological thing at all, ever. Just brought up to me the other day, Patty, what do you know about Bitcoin? <laughs> I'm like, fuck all. And he's like, well, you got to know more than me. Like, he's just been working the land for his entire life, you know. And he's like, yeah, Dick Smith said something about it, and I want to invest. Dick Smith. <laughs> so, yeah, Dick you're right. Smith. Like, the average person is finding it more accessible, de- like, day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows about... Exactly. Bitcoin. And now you don't have to know quite as much to you be involved. You don't need to know yeah. all about it now. <laughs> yeah, there are, you can even, I think there are like ETFs of just cryptocurrency and stuff like that that the average investor can get on board with. So ETF? Uh, exchange traded funds. Right. Uh, just on the ASX. So yeah. the way the yeah, average investor, the way they buy stocks, they can now buy into Bitcoin without literally having a anything to do with it, without even having a wallet. They can just... Uh, buy it and the business that is running the investment will buy the Bitcoin for them and then they can just sell, sell it and buy it just yeah. on the ASX. And I've seen I've seen cafes that have signs that accept Bitcoin as payment now as well. Yeah, I've, uh, I shouldn't say recently, but Adelaide a couple of years ago, I was going through the airport and there was a Bitcoin FPOS machine. Uh, ATM machine. Yeah, we don't have one in Toowoomba. Wow. The closest yeah. is Brisbane. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it should be known I know fuck all about Bitcoin. This is only know this because <laughs> of Josh. Yeah, Bitcoin uh, by itself is actually a pretty terrible coin to spend. Like if you were to buy a coffee with Bitcoin, that's a pretty silly thing to do at this point because uh, the transaction cost of Bitcoin is actually quite high. Right. Really? At this point, uh, I haven't I haven't actually seen the transaction cost for a long time, but at its peak, it was, um, it was peaking at like uh, sometimes even $10 just to move Bitcoin around. Jeez. See, I thought it was a, I thought Bitcoin was meant to be like a peer to peer type thing. Yeah. So that's where the mining comes in. So, what that transaction fee is doing is you're actually paying to get in line of the, the transaction fee. And so the miners are, are processing that transaction. And so they take a portion of that Bitcoin that's oh, being sent. Oh, man. Right. That immediately makes so much more sense than your... I, yeah. mean, I had to hear your explanation from before to understand it at all. But Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, essentially right. what it's doing. And uh, now, uh, in my opinion, Bitcoin will probably for the foreseeable future be the main coin that everyone knows but there are some altcoins that are coming up that are truly practical i knew this would happen so sorry that's fine so the only other coin that i know of is i think it's called lithium lith um litecoin or it could be litecoin ethereum ethereum that's the one so ethereum was uh that was a very early one as well as bitcoin it was probably the second or third truly big coin out of all of them. And yeah, Ethereum's got some cool stuff going on. Um, but personally, uh, I've never really looked into it because uh, I've always, the other coins have always captured my attention. So so what do you have personally? Personally, I am now fully into a coin called Monero, right. which is a 
completely privacy focused coin. That's okay. So, because my understanding is that's what Bitcoin was all about. Right. So Bitcoin, well. Bitcoin can be it's sort of pseudo anonymous. Right. So. You, you have an address and you can create a Bitcoin address. Is that your wallet? Yeah, 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 wallet. And that can be created, you know, anyone can create an address and it doesn't inherently get linked to your name. Right. Because um, anyone can generate it and the only thing you need is a private key and a public key and that's it. So there's no sort of registration process where you have to put an email or name or anything like a bank account. But let's say... That the question sort of comes up as to when you buy Bitcoin with, say, Australian dollars, and then you like you exchange your Australian dollars for Bitcoin, that that then links your name to that Bitcoin address. Right. So then that because the uh, Bitcoin ledger is completely public and anyone can see it, the transactions can then be tracked. So let's say you were you you bought uh let's say you bought a bicycle off someone secondhand and you paid them in bitcoin so that can then be tracked from your wallet to their wallet and then where whoever they give it to it can then be tracked to their wallet and there are some very um pretty extensive and uh, interesting forensic tools that have been built to essentially specifically for this yeah to expedite the process of being able to track bitcoin and um, Bitcoin is also something called, uh, I think it's fungible. Um, so each individual Satoshi, which is the minimum amount of Bitcoin, like it's the 0.00000, however many zeros there are, um, Satoshi is the, the last one. Um, they can be tracked um, from wallet to wallet. And so let's say you bought something illegal with Bitcoin, that can then be very easily tracked and monitored as to where that goes. And eventually, at this point in time, because Bitcoin isn't really the type of thing you go down to the shops and buy stuff with, eventually someone's going to have to turn that back into dollars. Yeah. So when that happens, that's when it can everything can be linked. And, yeah, and so right. that from that original illegal purchase, you can instantly see that that person, you know, it, it, you can play innocent and play dumb and say, oh, I didn't know it was Bitcoin from an illegal purchase but it can be tracked to your name. Yeah, it's a completely visible chain. So what Monero does as a coin... I knew you were talking about Monero. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, there are crypto... You need to bring you... Comes up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What comes up is, is Monero, yeah. Yeah, so Monero at this point is the only coin that the black market uses reliably. Right. So it is completely untraceable and it uses something called ring signatures to obfuscate everything about the transaction. So the second, every single time you send Monero somewhere, it makes it more obfuscated. So I think once you send Monero to three different addresses, the chance of that being tracked through forensic tools is like thousands of 0.00%. It's just, it can't be tracked. Yeah. Obviously, the same question arises is what happens when you have $100,000 worth of Monero that you gained illegally and you want to convert that back into dollars? Well, there are websites that are dedicated to people who want to buy or sell Monero with cash. So yeah, right. there's actually a guy in like Brisbane that you look this up and there's a, there's a guy who will meet you under a bridge <laughs> and buy your Monero for cash. 
<laughs> yeah, right. So and yeah, it literally states that a fucking internet cafe or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty sus. It, it, but there are yeah, anyone can sort of post these ads. It's um, it's it's kind of like gum tree for sus things. Um, and yeah, people will just say, I'll, I'll, I'm looking to buy $500 worth of Monero and they'll meet each other in person and make the transaction. And at that point, things become pretty scarily untraceable. Yeah, definitely it would be. Yeah. Definitely it would be. And this is during a time where the government is trying to stop people making cash purchases. So this is why, this is exactly why I wanted to talk to someone about Cryptocurrency, yeah. I don't care what sort of cryptocurrency, but uh, yeah, because you know, ten thousand dollars is all we're allowed. Um, and yeah. ever since Corona came in, like we were moving that way anyway. But I mean, Corona made a huge impact yeah. on cash. Like Absolutely. no one takes it. I mean, what Woolworths and Coles, yeah. and even yeah. and even for a time, they they like there's still registers now that don't handle cash at all. Yeah, yeah. I started, and I can't see that going back. Yeah, absolutely, that's right. Yeah, um, when I started at First Coat, it was cash only, and by the time it got knocked out by Corona, uh, it was card only. Like, yeah, right. That was we didn't have cat uh, like the uh, ability to deal with cards to begin with. And then just within the space of 12 months... Had to do it. It was like, we can only take card now. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, and there are, there are more integrations that are bringing like cryptocurrency and sort of trying to blur the lines between crypto and, and regular cash, like regular Australian dollars or whatever currency you want. Like I've got this, um, I've got this debit card which runs off crypto. This was going to be my next questions. Yeah, check that thing out. It is solid. That metal card is cool. It's quite cool. And you just use that like a normal card. Yeah, so essentially what that is is a top-up card. A top-up uh, card. So you know like your uh, like I think Australia Post has like a a debit card you can buy and then you can just manually add money to that card. Mm -hmm. That's essentially a glorified version of that. Right. And uh, it is, it's from a, a company called Crypto.com. And <laughs> it's kind of complicated the way it works, um, but you can take your crypto and convert it into uh, any currency you like really with that card and it'll work uh, at terminals, like just FPOS terminals. Is yours in? Uh, so... <laughs> Currently for Australia, the only currency you can use with this card is Singapore dollars. Right. So it's a little bit sus uh, <laughs> when everything goes through on Singapore dollars. Looks a little bit weird, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fine. close. But it also has the um, Singapore dollar. It has pretty the close. very uh, awesome kickback of two percent. Everything you spend on this card, they'll give you two percent of that purchase in crypto. Really? So yeah, it's um, that adds up really fast. Yeah, <laughs> fucking damn right it would. Yeah. And, and um, it would look more sus if it was yen. Yeah, yeah. Yuan. What is? What are the Chinese years? Yeah, yuan. Yeah, yuan. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That would look sus. Yeah. So that that any any cryptocurrency? Um, not any, but a huge number of yeah. the most popular. The ones. main ones. Yeah, definitely the main ones. Except, funnily enough, Monero. Uh, probably because. Monero. I think there are starting to become a lot of uh, 
speculation about whether there is going to be uh, enforcement of Monero. Mm. So people, businesses, big businesses like crypto who are creating sort of these crypto empires and have to do everything by the book, I think they're trying to shy away from some of the shadier coins. Yes. So this was one of my other questions. Like, Obviously, money is well established. Mm. Massive banks, corporations, what have you, all use money, right? Not crypto. Yeah. Yep. What sort of how they pay the politicians, right? What sort of fucking bullshit is coming from government, basically? Yeah. Um, yeah. Have they been involved at all? Do they care? Do, is there? Uh, are they trying to regulate it? Or the- yeah, so it, regulation is a very funny thing about it's cryptocurrency. International yeah. currency. Yeah, because... You can so, go anywhere and use it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Regulation, with, I mean, with all cryptocurrencies, all you need is an internet connection and it works. And because it is peer-to-peer, it's extremely difficult to regulate it. Yeah. And really the only thing that would be effective in regulation if they really just wanted to shut it down is to shut down exchanges, which is the websites you go to where you pay Australian dollars and you can convert that into your cryptocurrency. Oh, there'd be a country out there that wouldn't give a fuck about that part. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest um, uh, places, Binance.com, I believe they're based in China. Um, no way. Who would have thought have access to that? Like the average person in China has uh, edited internet. Yeah, like I, I have absolutely no idea um, yeah. about the regulation in China. Uh, but You're right. Uh, yeah, Binance is. Uh, it's either. It's definitely an Asian country, but I'm sure it's China. Um, Binance is. They sort of have a reputation for turning a blind eye to, uh, like, let's say someone in America didn't pay tax on their capital gains that they earned from crypto. Uh, Binance has been known to not hand over all of the trade information that would Good. essentially prove that. <laughs> so um, that yeah. was going to be one of my other questions. Like, you know, I, I, let's say I did invest all that mm. money so many years ago and I cashed out when they were fucking $6,000 billion. would be paying tax on it. Yeah, yeah, but only if I'd converted it back into Australian dollars, yeah? That's correct. At the moment, they are. there has always been this sort of speculation whether they will start to tax you on your actual profit of cryptocurrency, which yeah. would be scary, yeah, terrifying. Difficult to... Extremely difficult, especially with something like Monero, where they can't even prove that you own Monero. The second that it's converted into a, into Monero, it's, it's sort of ghostly, it's invisible. Um, but... So yeah. If there were any attempts to start to tax certain um, cryptocurrencies, the ones that were more like this would become more popular, I would assume. And then yeah. there'd be crazy gaps in. Yeah, uh, yeah, for money. sure. It, yeah, the whole thing is complicated. Even I remember back in, I think it was 2016, uh, I was trying to look on the ATO website to see what the Australian Taxation Office had to say about Bitcoin because I had stuff in there and I'd, I'd pulled coins back out into Australian dollars and uh-huh. I didn't know what to do uh, except for just report it as capital gains tax. Um, and I remember at the time they had this like 
uh, it would have been like a 50 word paragraph where they were pretty much saying, we have no idea how to do anything <laughs> to do with this. Bear with us. We have to work something out because this is brand new and we have no idea like what to do about Bitcoin. Uh, and it was quite funny because it was, it was kind of humbling for them. <laughs> they, they really just had to admit they had no idea how to enforce any taxation on it. So uh, I think the, that paragraph ended with just reported as capital gains and next year we'll have, try and have some proper instructions to go by. Mm. Um, and Do I, they yet? I'm not sure because I haven't pulled any uh, cryptocurrency out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't pulled any cryptocurrency out for so long that uh, I haven't had to check all the rules around it. But you did get yeah, right. a letter recently from the right. Yeah, I got a, I got an email from the ATO, which was a very nicely worded way of telling me that they know I own crypto yeah. and they will be just going over my my finances with a fine tooth comb to make sure that I'm not trying to avoid any sort of uh, income tax on that. Is that scary? Yeah. When, when you get it, yeah. Because... How much have you got tied up in this shit as a, as a ballpark? At the moment, like under grand, it's, no. it's not very much. Right. Um, because I sort of, when I did make my lump sum of, of crypto, I pulled that out uh, and then put that into more traditional investments. Yeah, right. Because uh, it was way too volatile for that much money to be in it when I, when I did make enough. You're not wrong about the volatility. Yeah, it's not wrong about that. It's kind of scary when you when you wake up and while you were sleeping you lost five grand, um, and easily. Then, yeah, yeah, and then by the time you have lunch, you've gained seventeen thousand, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like it's a it's an emotional roller coaster, and you just have to you 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 have to be a certain type of person who is like not emotionally invested in their money. It's because it, yeah, it's. It's a crazy feeling to know that you own something that, that has the value that can fluctuate by, you know, 300% in a couple of hours. And, and that's just from people wanting it more or not wanting it anymore. Right, yeah. I mean, that whole thing, because there is zero regulation on uh, the tr trading of a cryptocurrency, um, unlike, you know, um, let, take for example, uh, insider trading mm -hmm. is, is an illegal practice mm -hmm. and insider trading is a pretty basic thing to understand. And they went nuts with pretty much exactly that insider trading in cryptocurrency. And there were also things called pump and dump schemes. So buy up big, then dump the, it off when it gets there. Dump thing is this smaller, um, cryptocurrencies being yeah. uh, started yeah. like amped up through advertising and shit and then they're like okay we don't want to like uh, sell yeah so at a point where it's reasonably high or, or there there were some fairly sophisticated schemes one of the ones that i saw was there a group of guys i actually don't know how many but probably under a thousand people uh what they did was it, it was quite convoluted they purchased a cryptocurrency that was kind of uh, extremely cheap and didn't really have any value. It wasn't trying to do anything big, change the crypto world. It was just a coin that was existing mm -hmm. and was just sort of declining slowly. They bought a huge amount of this coin and then they actually hacked Twitter accounts of people who were big in the community. 
Uh-huh. And then they posted that this coin is the next big thing. It's going to take off. This coin is huge. And then they posted so many articles on Reddit and then they'd get everyone to upvote the, the Reddit article. And they got this coin to like 10x overnight. And the people involved just sold it off. And then everyone realized that it was oh, a God pumped damn up. damn it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that type of thing is not illegal <laughs> in the crypto Because there's no regulation for right, it at all. Yeah. It, this is, is this kind of thing still going on? Or this is this was the wild west? This is yeah. This is not going on as much because... Uh, people are quite savvy now who are in the crypto. But it could be. It's absolutely happening to some extent. It's, uh, yeah, uh, even, I don't know if you've looked into, uh, what's the uh, the guy, uh, this cybersecurity guy, um, McAfee. Um, He somehow got really big in the crypto community because he would start the antivirus dude. Yeah. Crazy dude, man. There's, I saw a great documentary on that guy. It, totally insane. <laughs> yeah, really? He's, he's a crazy old dude. Yeah. Um, killed someone. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, look into, is it John McAfee? I don't know. But if you just, I know who you're talking about. Mark. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, crazy dude. He's actually made his own cryptocurrency, which is very controversial. Uh, but he somehow started to become big in the, the crypto um, community early on because he was a just an advocate, essentially. He was just a vocal advocate of cryptocurrency in general. And what happened is he started recommending coins and every time he recommended a coin, it would explode in value. He had a big reach. So, what, yeah, like he was obviously making money off it, but people uh, caught on very quickly and they started making like bots that would read his tweets the second that he tweeted and that these bots would read what coin he's tweeting about and if it was positive or negative and it would instantly buy that coin for the the person who created the bot. And (laughs) it's pretty wild, but people were also just making huge amounts of money off that because they got in before everyone else got in and then sold it off when the coin 10X'd. So it's, um, the, the whole thing is absolutely the wild west. Um, it, it was more so probably five years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still just all this stuff is unregulated and it's pretty wild. Do you Um, think, do you think it'll ever get to a point where you could, everyday people could use it solely or along with? I, I believe so. I believe it will get to that point. Um, we have seen countries, actual governments create cryptocurrency for their country right i believe venezuela tried to and it failed venezuela's in a, yeah it's, it's a massive country <laughs> yeah yeah moment. i mean that that's its own thing but i believe they did try to make a cryptocurrency that was pegged to their oil production i think that's uh, where they went wrong yeah it was definitely like it it, it didn't work and it's not worth anything and i think it, they even had some bizarre thing where only people in venezuela could buy it which completely defeats the point of a cryptocurrency yeah um so yeah that that failed but we have seen interest in in countries creating cryptocurrency there's also uh pretty big currencies called uh true true usd which are currency pegged cryptos so um they every time uh you buy one of these 
cryptocurrency tokens, the mammoth corporations behind it will put a dollar in a vault, essentially. So the amount of cryptocurrency there is, is the exact same amount of money that they have in a vault. So it's backed by federal money. It's, it's backed by the United States dollar, essentially. Yeah. And now, uh, because that was relatively successful, there are now uh, versions of that for every currency. Um, so that, they're called stable coins because right. they don't fluctuate. They're just pegged to a, a dollar. And that type of thing... What's Australia got? Australia has got, uh, I think it's just called True AUD or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, there's definitely versions of it for Australia. Um, a lot of the cryptocurrency purists don't like that because it's just a fucking dollar. Yeah, they they the whole point of it for them is that eventually fiat currency is going to uh, die and everyone's going to be poor and cryptocurrency will rule. So I that's, can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a terrifying thought but <laughs> from my understanding crypto is it's basically cash i know we we were talking about it at first up like with the peer-to-peer mm. um i don't know if that's changed or or if that's even still a thing or or what the story is but yeah like i said i haven't you know researched it very much but yeah i always thought it was it was pretty much like digital version of cash yeah yeah and with a lot of these more i want to say utility coins coins that can actually be used for something um like monero like it's actually being used it's not just because the thing with bitcoin is people are sort of trying to create ways that can be used in everyday life and for bitcoin that's just not going to happen because it's it's running on very old technology but these new coins it's been around for 10 years. What are you talking about, old? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> since then, there's been a hell of a lot of innovation in, in the cryptocurrency space. And, um, yeah, so coins like Monero, they are extremely cheap to send and receive Monero. Extremely cheap. So like, what's a Monero coin worth Australia dollar was? Uh, at the moment, about 70 Australian dollars for one Monero coin. Right. Um, and I think the supply of Monero is around the same as Bitcoin. So around that 16, 17 million mark. So at the moment, in my opinion, extremely cheap for what it, the, like, I think it's undervalued right now. I think if you wanted to invest in crypto, I think Monero is the way to go because it is a coin that is actually being used. Yeah, right. Like, at the very so, least, the black market is propping up that coin. So how is it just because of the privacy aspect of it, do yeah. you think, that makes it so much, that makes it being used yeah. more than Bitcoin? It's also much faster. How, um, how, how, how fast though? How's so it takes about 20 minutes to confirm a Monero transaction. And it takes with, four days for a fucking bank transfer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and with Bitcoin, depending on how clogged up the, uh, all the networks are with Bitcoin, it can take up to two or three hours um, on a good day with Bitcoin. So this is the miners you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'm yeah. Try- I'm trying to get... Yeah, the as, as the as more miners mine, the difficulty gets harder. Yeah. So um yeah, that's 
<laughs> I'm still not a hundred percent. No, that's fine. That's on, fine. Uh, on what's going on with all that. I'm here for a lesson. So everything yeah. that you say, it's like gospel to me. Yeah, right now. yeah. It Bitcoin is to me. I don't really purely understand why Bitcoin is still as big as it is because everyone it, knows it. Yeah, I mean, it's the poster child for crypto, and that's really all you can give it because it's slow it's old it's uh it's i call it like a heavy coin it just once you have it to get it into another wallet or to get it onto an exchange it like costs you a bunch of bunch of money it costs uh time to wait for it it's uh, it's a heavy coin to move around uh and so a lot of people do sort of equate bitcoin to what gold is to cash so once you have gold you just keep your gold and you don't really take your gold down to the shops it's more of a value storer yeah um which is i think is a good analogy for bitcoin is and then these altcoins that are coming up um you there are more of your your spendable cash extremely cheap to send to people um very fast um so fuck bitcoin let's talk about monero (laughs) yeah (laughs) monero sorry yeah so how how do you get what do you have a wallet the same same sort of fucking setup as bitcoin or, yeah, or what's the deal yeah uh, very very similar uh there are two types of wallets you can get from an arrow there's a light wallet and then there's a um actually not 100 percent sure what the full wallet is called i guess it would be sort of the blockchain wallet so i'm gonna ask you about the blockchain too yeah <laughs> so the blockchain wallet is essentially where you download the entire blockchain and it's a little bit safer because you can sign your own transactions and send your own transactions um but if you just want to get up and and go uh with monero and just own some then a light wallet is your go and essentially what a light wallet is is just uses uh, remote nodes so someone else has downloaded the entire blockchain and is keeping up to date with the blockchain and you just sort of um you ping that that uh so Node. what's is there any benefits downloading the whole blockchain? Um, it says on the Monero website that it is slightly safer to do that, um, more secure because you're not sending your IP address to one of these remote nodes. But at the end of the yeah, day, right. um, if you're using a VPN, yeah, it's probably yeah, 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 it's probably still pretty safe. So and how do you get onto Monero? Just Google it, or uh, I believe the website is getmonero.org. I hope I have that right. Dot org. <laughs> um, I think it's getmonero.org, um, but that essentially tries to hold your hand through the whole process. Um, but at the end of the day, the most difficult part about getting any of these coins is getting uh, verified on an exchange. So because cryptocurrency uh, can be used for shady stuff so easily, all these exchanges... So you can cash, though? Yeah, yeah, so you can cash. But <laughs> unfortunately, uh, these exchanges uh, require uh, a lot of anti-money laundering verification. So you have to... It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> They've been laundering money for forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check on the bank executives before you check on the Bitcoin exchanges. Exactly. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for that type of stuff, you generally have to uh, send in multiple forms of ID. Um, they have to, you have to like take selfies with your ID to verify that it's you. And then so they it's have just to, like a normal bank account. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, almost exactly like a bank account like that. And they will verify all that. And then 
you can finally, after probably about a week of mucking around with all this stuff, you can finally start to sell your Australian dollars for whatever cryptocurrency. And typically... It takes a week? Uh, for the verification process, usually. Depends yeah. how busy they are, yeah, right. how long it takes to get to you. Um, so this Monero.org, is mm. it? Is it a is it a company? Is it right? So it is. Uh, I believe it's not a company. It's a bunch of sort of independent developers. But they're not came. doing it for free. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm actually not sure what their financial interest is. I'm not sure if they're like if they're. I I know that the Monero foundation let's call it that i'm not sure if it's actually called that they get sort of uh donations from people who want to keep monero going right. i don't know how much in donations probably not a lot but they might get paid through those donations and a lot of those developers are anonymous um, but some of them do choose to just be uh, just open with their identity so I, I i wouldn't because <laughs> i think uh that's a little bit risky because uh, they're sort of, everyone knows what they're doing, but... Yeah, for sure. The One of the things that stopped me getting into Bitcoin was, I didn't have fucking, like, no one knows how the Australian dollar works, let alone a fucking yeah. internet dollar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a slight advantage on knowing how crypto works just because I'm really into encryption. Um, which uses cryptography and, and hashing algorithms and stuff. I'm really into that sort of stuff. I'm awful at maths, but I <laughs> really, really, uh, I, I love encryption and everything around encryption. So I did sort of know the process and how that works. And uh, there's a lot of crossover in the knowledge base of encryption and how cryptocurrencies work. Yeah, right. No one can, no one can figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's all pretty wild. And again, this is a lot of people are comparing this age of crypto to what the internet was in the late 80s. Like, no Shit. one really knows what's going on at this point. But at one day, it'll it'll be it'll be the go to. So yeah, definitely. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, it just needs to be easier to use, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a it's a catch twenty two with ease of use because. The, in my opinion, one of the most amazing things about cryptocurrency is also its biggest downfall. And that is if you screw it up, if you accidentally send your money to the wrong wallet. You never get it back. You're never getting it back. And that's what's really hard to actually get across to people who aren't into crypto. Because, you know, if you send your money to the wrong bank account, then you just call up the bank and they generally can just reverse it. Cancel that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but with crypto, there there is it's just so hard to get across literally no one in the entire world can help you it is a lost yeah, there's cause no, there's, there's no one there waiting for your phone call to yeah, help you out that, that's the entire that's, point of crypto is because I've been popping out every now and then I don't know if you mentioned this but what's the what's the deal I, this is like the one thing that comes to mind with all this kind of stuff that dude who created some relatively large bitcoin Oh, not Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrency, and then died and took the access codes with him. God damn it. 
Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe he never existed. And do you know what I'm talking about? He's a I, conspiracy. Oh, okay. I now you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah, I that 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 does. Uh, yeah, I think I heard we that story. Shout out before the podcast, man. I didn't even know I was going to be in this. Podcast. <laughs> uh, it was an interesting story. I remember like people were like hounding his wife, and she's like, "I just do not." Oh yeah, there's two, these. I'm mixing up two different stories. One, yeah, this guy died, and he was the only one that had whatever series of keys there were um you know digital keys or however the fuck this happens um just took it with him these codes you know and then there was no access people couldn't access their digital currencies and yeah they're like hanging his wife she's like i don't fucking know and um and uh his widow i mean and then uh the other thing i was thinking is this guy who who did build up some kind of um uh uh, crypto empire and then just fucked off and maybe he wasn't one guy like they just had one name for him and it's like some like Asian name yeah yeah I'm not sure if I know the specific story but the 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 I, Googling. yeah the idea of ah, um, that. just go flow off the handle you say yeah fuck yeah <laughs> yeah like uh, generally they're just called exit scams yeah so they'll like someone that there have been back in the earlier days um the the wild west days there would be uh exchanges that earned a pretty solid reputation and then because you deposit your money uh, to the exchange they would get you know 100,000 regular people on this exchange and then all the money that was in all the accounts they just convert to uh, an anonymous crypto and then just exit gone and it's gone and so even a trustworthy exchange you got to be really careful <laughs> like never keep God your crypto damn. or even regular dollars on an exchange always take it off yeah so that was that was one of the things Again, Bitcoin, it's the only fucking one I know. Um, but yeah, it was to decentralize away from banks. And right. Get them out of an exchange, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. There's a, a pretty solid rule with crypto that if you don't own, if you don't know your keys, then it's not your crypto. So Your keys? Yeah. So your private key, which allows you to send and receive. So when you create a wallet outside of an exchange, you get your combination of a private key and a public key. Right. And that private key, that is the one that if you lose, you'll never get, you'll just never be able to access your, your crypto again. So, so let's say COVID was as bad as they were expecting to start with and all everyone with Bitcoin except for you died of COVID. Mm. All, they're all gone? Or? Well... All that Bitcoin is no longer able, you can't use it anymore. So you can't get it back. For example, like me, when back in late 2017, when I did start to have a reasonable amount of stuff vested in cryptocurrency, I was thinking about what happens if I get hit by a bus tomorrow and my family can't access any of the wealth yeah. that I built up. Yeah. So what I did was. Uh, I got a physical, um, I should have brought it today, but I actually got a physical uh, hardware wallet, which generates your private keys on the device and they can't be exported off the device uh, until you make a transaction. So it's, there's a lot of really cool security stuff that they build into these things. 
but the mnemonic seed for that device, which is essentially a bunch of words that are kind of easy to remember. That's all, um, th- this whole this whole bit of the conversation is just a bunch of words to me. <laughs> so, so generally it's like, it's like 12 or 24 completely random words. Right. And that's how you can recover your private keys if you were to lose them. So you see him typing a password. It's like a fucking paragraph. It's like he's writing a book. Yeah. Shit. Just put you in just the four that they require. That's it. <laughs> The yeah, so your mnemonic seed. Uh, yeah, what's that? What's that's yeah, the bit. So that, that's your. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you create a wallet, it's going to give you this seed, and it's going to tell you to so write it down. You don't make that. You can you can manually type it in, but it will often just give you one. Right, and that's the easiest way to do it. And uh-huh. you just write down. It, it makes it very clear. Usually, if you're using a good wallet, it makes it very clear. Don't type this anywhere because it could be hacked. Don't store it on any electronic device because this is. If anyone gets their hands on this seed, then they can just it, take your, all your Bitcoin. Money. Yeah, or that, whatever. That, at the end of the day, that is the giant key to a possibly quite big. That's lock. the vault key. <laughs> yeah, that's the vault and, um, key. Yeah, so right. yeah, you, you write this down and for me when I, yeah, because I was starting to wonder what happens, I didn't want to just have this plain seed just written down as a series of words because anyone who knows anything about crypto will instantly recognize that that's a crypto seed. So that's like fucking no one. Unless you're into <laughs> like, and, and you made it like a, a, what are they called? They, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just uh, limerick or something. Yeah, what, what it, haiku. Haiku. Yeah. yeah, you can make it a haiku, man. Yeah, uh, I, I was. Well, I, I guess in general, when it comes to cybersecurity, I'm I'm very paranoid about that stuff. So I was trying to figure out a way of how can this be invisible to anyone who's not directly related to me. So what I ended up doing is I just wrote uh, like an encryption algorithm, like not crazy like I'm, I'm not a maths wizard but just a very basic encryption code and then encrypted this seed and printed it out and um like left the code to the encryption key in a separate area to that piece of paper <laughs> so it would be yeah it's just like layers of layers of layers and to this day uh, that's actually those different parts are still spread out among various households in various states. Um, so if I same die, wallet, sorry, same wallet, same yeah, yeah. So my main wallet, that that hardware wallet, um, is sort of the vault. That's where I keep everything. And then I also have just like a phone app wallet that I can uh, just for normal spending access on the fly. Yeah, yeah. Like if I want to top up that crypto card, I can just send some send some crypto to that. And uh, yeah, so that, the security around it, um, I guess the, the saying in cybersecurity is there's always a, a scale of convenience and security and you just got to find where you want to be on that scale. Uh, if you want to be able to send crypto with a scan of your fingerprint, then it's not going to be real secure. It's not going to be very secure, but it, you'll be able to send it really fast <laughs> without any messing around of having to get on a PC that is free of viruses and then put back yeah. together a, an encryption code that you wrote and then forgot about and like yeah it just depends on where you want to be on that scale there's a great juxtaposition between you and i i and the i'm on the other end where i just have like thousands of dollars in a sock under my bed <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's a really bad investment. <laughs> uh, that's it's not so much true now. It's only a few dollars. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But I was working like cash and hand jobs back in the day and I did have just crazy amounts of cash just in stupid places. It's yeah. going to be illegal soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't be able to buy anything with it now, yeah. Or only up to, what did you say before? Like 10 grand or something? I, I think it's $10,000 that the government's pushing for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't buy a fuck all for 10 grand. Yeah, unless you say you bought five boats from this one guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess you could do that. Yeah, split it into multiple transactions. Pretty weird, though. I guess the government has... I just hope that they know what they're doing at this point because (laughs) if they keep tightening that grip on cash, then people will just flood into crypto. And as much as I love a coin like Monero, and I truly believe it's the future, it can sometimes be scary to think about how truly untraceable it is like what happens if we shift completely over to monero as an entire country Mm. or globally what happens to things like taxation Uh, this was going to be one of the questions i actually had say i know we touched on it before but if you're only working with bitcoin how, or or monero yeah actually we'll go with monero how how at There's that no point, way of knowing what they, what the ATO can't know what mm. a single person has, but a company, yeah. what a company has. And you're getting your cash from some dude under the bridge. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, if it becomes more mainstream, you don't even need that dude anymore. Well, right. Yeah, if you're able to pay with stuff directly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Where does that, yeah, leave you? I mean, you must have some kind of identification in a in a transaction that takes place in person, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like if you had a card, some kind of we're talking like in the future, if let's say a cafe or whatever, like um, accepts uh, accepts Monero mm. specific uh, transactions, yep. um, then they'll probably have some like like rather than like online transactions and like we were saying before with things that you don't want to be traced a cafe will want to trace that so they they have a a record of that transaction or whatever and you to be able to do that would have to have some kind of identification process there are methods of creating proof of payment type of documents yeah but where the fuck did that payment come from yeah well in that case and that's when things get tricky. Yeah, right. you'd have to yeah, sort of like who the fuck's gonna? It's yeah. It'd have to be nearly. It'd have to. You would have to trust a timestamp, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but then could they create their own? Could they? Oh, like, for sure. I mean, then there's absolutely. Wondering. It could absolutely. also. Uh, there could just be another altcoin that takes over everyday use, and then people have their Monero for shady oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah, I think. There is, there will be a place for Monero long term. I yeah. think, I think it will catch on because people, people are in general, I think, starting to want more privacy in everything because you know we're seeing data leaks and stuff, and it's sort of becoming the forefront of the conversation. A few months ago, I would have agreed with you. Instagram, Google. Yeah, all of these things track you. I use Google to get here. I guarantee you, fucking someone <laughs> somewhere. Nine, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. And, and on the scale of security to convenience, all those are right off the convenience end. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why people will just give up their security and safety around that. Um, it's... <sighs> So what do you get? Like a separate phone for your Monero and uh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> sort not of, quite. I don't move Monero around much on my phone. Uh, I'll just do that on the PC where I actually have the full blockchain downloaded, which at this point is and the VPN. Yeah, and the VPN, the old Switzerland <laughs> VPN is uh, that's where you want to go. <laughs> um, actually, you pay for my... Should we be saying this while also saying the name of our business? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is personal stuff. Okay. Yeah, personal well, stuff. it's all good. Uh, I, I actually pay for my VPN with Bitcoin. Really? Yeah, a Bitcoin cash to be specifically, I guess. But uh, it's, What the fuck's the difference in uh, It's They forked off. Um, and so it's, uh, it's slightly better but not many people moved over to it yeah okay. long story <laughs> right there's a bit of an internal war uh around bitcoin cash and bitcoin gold i think uh would, they were just forks of of that original bitcoin and most people agree that bitcoin cash probably isn't going to be as good as bitcoin eventually but anyway that's a huge discussion um yeah the so paying for your vpn with crypto just adds a whole nother layer of security for the vpn and so I don't even have an account associated with my VPN, no email address. It's literally a, a number that you generate. And then with that number comes an address and you send your crypto to that address and you get more months of VPN use. So they don't care as long as they get their money, they're going to give you that VPN. Exactly. That's fucking unreal. And for, for countries of extreme censorship, hmm. that could be a lifesaver. Oh, totally. That could that could stop someone getting executed. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You can let the rest of the world know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of censorship, my in countries in particular, but a few years ago, my brother went over to China and he experienced that firsthand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Lonely one night, tried to look up some porn. Yeah. How yeah. dare you? No. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't actually know what the whole deal with VPNs in China is. I, 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 I've been told that they ban VPNs, but then somehow... There'd be some kind of proxy. Yeah, yeah. Somehow people get away with it. Um, so I've been at a camp, um, worked on the rigs. I was mm. way out in the middle of nowhere. And the camp um, had a one of those internet nannies on it. Couldn't look up. Fuck yeah. all. Couldn't yep. get on Facebook. Yeah. It was that that strict yeah um couldn't get on facebook so i downloaded vpn and paid for it and they had a vpn blocker mm. right is so, there a proxy somewhere <laughs> in that chain that, you, that would make it work i have no idea All i was right. there for two weeks ah. there's so, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. but i can tell you it was a long two weeks yeah yeah there's uh creative <laughs> I, I really, again, I don't know the specifics behind it, but there's something, I think it's called deep packet inspection, where internet service providers can actually look at the type of data that is being sent, and even if it's going through a VPN, and that's the way that VPNs are blocked, there's, there's some sort of deep inspection of the, the actual connection, uh, which I believe is how they do... 
uh, block a lot of these Chinese VPNs. But once again, it's a cat and mouse game. The VPN well, guys are always once it gets innovating. Big enough, yeah, and it's recognised by the government or whoever the fuck's blocking yeah. it, and it's uh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, right. It's like the McCafe antivirus. There's always another <laughs> virus. Swear that dude makes them himself. Hey, probably. Good Sus business time. model, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah make the forest, make the yeah, fucking make solution. Sure a threat that it makes your business necessary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. I'd do it. Yeah, man, it makes sense. If and I had any no scruples, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. If I had any idea how to fucking even start, yeah. that, I would do that. <laughs> For sure. Yep. Cool. That's cool. All right, thanks very much, guys, for tuning in. Um, don't forget to like us on Facebook, um, Instagram, all that good shit. Um, I will be back talking to probably the both of them, but definitely Paddy for sure. And uh, just keep it real.